0: Quiet <laughs> okay. yeah. Everybody quiet now Everybody quiet officer I love the fact that that Selma, the film, chronicles this three months in 1965, when Dr. King was really at the height of his powers. Um, He had already made the I Have a Dream speech. Um, He had already won the Nobel. We opened the film with him winning the Nobel. And we're in this time where you see a leader who's at the height of his powers. He could have chosen to do anything. He could have chosen to go inside the White House and work with the president, which was was an offer that was made. Uh, But he chose to get back out on the streets, to work with people in a grassroots way, to organize people Around this, 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 this um, undone, um, undone uh, uh, wrong, a wrong that had been still lingering, the, the right to vote and how it had been denied, and so um, no, I mean I just think it's such a, a time that's ripe for narrative exploration, uh, and I'm thrilled that we were able to make a film about it. My father's from Lowndes County, Alabama, um, which is right basically where Selma sits. And uh, and it's a place that I've visited every, you know, summer and, and Christmas, Father Father's Day, Mother's Day. It's a place I know very well. Um, and so to be able to bring to life the people there, the film is called Selma, not King, for a reason. It's about a community of people who came together around the cause of right and who fought for that. Um, fought for their freedom in a nonviolent way, in a way that's steeped in love, but also a lot. Lot of strategy. I think that's something that gets lost when we talk about the nonviolent movement uh, that it was completely just, you know, people being a bit non active and saying we want peace. And it was a lot more than that. It was savvy strategy, tactical plans uh, that were enacted and that were developed and executed with a lot of vigor. Uh, and so, um, no, it's, it's, a, it's a time that's very, very robust. We shot um, uh, a lot of the key sequences in the very places where they they took place in 1965. The final speech of the film is right on the uh, Alabama Capitol steps in Montgomery, where King spoke to you know, tens of thousands of people with George Wallace watching out of the window. We did the the Bloody Sunday scene on the very bridge, on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, named to this very day after the Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan in that area. So, I mean, it it, it, it was uh, very emotional to shoot these scenes in these in these places. The spirit of what had happened there was definitely in the air as we as we worked, and I think it's embedded in the image somehow. David is an exquisite human being and an exceptional actor, and he brought extraordinary layers and life to, to, to the idea of playing Dr. King. I mean, this time a year ago it was just an idea, it was just a hope, it was just something that no one had tackled. There's not been a film with Dr. King at the center ever made. In the 50 years since these events happened, not a major motion picture, released by a studio with Dr. King at the center. And so the time is now, it feels like the right time. Um, David was the absolute right person to do it. He was the only person who was ever thought of for this part. Um, And he's just just, uh, a vision in this, he's wonderful. There's so much to learn in the film. There's so much that I hope people see in themselves. I just hope people leave the theater uh, feeling activated in some way, Um, activated to to just investigate what we're doing to to, to be better citizens of the world. I mean, it's so easy to, to go through life, you know, on your Twitter, on your cell phone, just focused on yourself. And when you see this film and you see how people stood up for each other, black, white, all kinds, for what is right, um, it is, uh, it is, it is moving and hopefully nourishing to people um, in their, in their, in their everyday right now. There are a number of scenes that that really kind of illustrate the. The, the vigor and vitality with which, you know, everyday people amplify their voices. And there's also these backroom scenes where you see King with LBJ and how LBJ was really a reluctant hero in a lot of ways. Um, that, how he had to be cajoled into doing what was right and the ways that King strategized and maneuvered to make it so. And it's real. It's really a fascinating time in history. King's life was very episodic. You could do the Montgomery bus boycotts. You could do Birmingham. You could do the March on Washington. You could do Memphis. Selma is one of many, many stories in his life that is just so ripe with, um, with, with information about how we can behave now, how we can do better in our own lives. So, um, no, it's, an, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slice of his life that really tells a lot about who he was. I mean, I don't think any of us were interested in, in doing a film about a speech or a statue or a street or a sale or initials or a catchphrase or a statue, all of the things that he's become. He's been homogenized and kind of smoothed out, but he was a little rough around the edges, you know? He was a man of faith who wasn't always faithful. He was uh, had an ego. He was sometimes guilty. He was he was very vibrant. He was a prankster. He, he liked to eat. He liked to laugh. Um, he was complicated. He had doubts. I mean, he's a human being. any of us and so uh, that's what we want to do in films. David always says we want to go to films to see ourselves and hopefully in Selma you see a bit of yourself in King, an ordinary person who did extraordinary things. It's possible for all of us and, uh, and and he definitely
1: took that to another level. Hello there! Are you looking for a highly creative and efficient team to help you bring your 2D and 3D animation ideas to life? Or how about a team of out-of-the-box thinkers to illustrate captivating posters and logos that will give your business that competitive edge? If you are, then check out the uber-amazing Bonga Studios at b-o-n-g-a dot r-o-b-b-e-n-t dot com.
2: Hey, I'm Common, and I play James Bevel in Selma. And what I did to prepare, really, was just dig into as much material that I could get on James Bevel, whether it was literature, um, footage, and documentary films that dealt with him, um, interviews that I could find of him, even if it didn't deal with 65, even if it was in 85, I just wanted to get a grasp on him. And I did my best to talk to people who knew him. I only was able to talk to maybe one or two people, but it was very helpful.
3: I'm Carmine Jogo and I play Coretta Scott King in the film. My process of preparation was a little complicated because I played her once before many years ago. So I came to this project with a lot of research under my belt already. Uh, So I wanted to utilize that to some degree, but I also wanted to have a better understanding of her psychological state, which is something that this script really attempts to explore a lot more. And for that, there's not a whole lot of factual, sort of palpable material out in the world. You know, Coretta was very good at protecting her self-image. So David and I had to definitely take some artistic license and sort of imagine a lot of what might have gone on between them. But I think it was based on the fact that what they were dealing with were universal struggles Mm -hmm. in the home, um, as a mother, as a wife, you know I think the things that they were having to to handle were things that um, that so many husbands and wives have to go through. and uh, so in that sense, I feel like we weren't taking huge stretches or leaps of faith in in our interpretations. I feel like it was still grounded. Um, but yeah, it was it was an intriguing process to figure out what was going on in the domestic and private world of these people who were so very good at protecting their self-image.
2: Telling the story of Selma, it gave people insight, enough insight on who Dr. King was as a human being. Um, the people around him, you, it's like we didn't need to see like him growing up and going then how, you know, we didn't need that story. This story was like a real great slice of life that really, it, it captured him as a, as a human being because you did see him like smoking cigarettes, you did see him dealing with the infidelity that, and how he had to deal with that at home. You saw him taking out the garbage. You saw him like doubting himself. You saw him like utilizing his team in, in the highest way. You saw him standing up and speaking up for uh, to the president, like I'm going to fight this. So, you know, you really get a, a, the scope of who Dr. King is and the dynamics of who he who he is in. In this whole plight of Selma. So I thought it was like a beautiful take on it.
3: I learned that Dr. King was a master at um, media mani- manipulation. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that he was very strategic about knowing when to sort of set up an event and make sure the cameras were there to really bring home the struggle into every American's home via the TV set. That was something quite, um, yeah. quite astounding to me.
2: Yeah, and, I, and also like even just being able to talk to like Ambassador Andrew Young and John Lewis. You know, you Ambassador Young mentioned one thing about how they were, they used to joke a lot because they, they would laugh just to get through some of the, the real struggle they were going through. You know, just it, it was so tough that sometimes you just got to laugh just to, you know, mm-hmm. stay at some type of peace. So we kind of, I kind of learned that about all of them that they, that they were, you know, fun guys. At the same token, still fighting, and how young they were in the fight, and just how dedicated and committed they were to to this everyday struggle and what what they sacrificed. That's what I learned about Dr. King and, and his whole team. Myself and John Legend, we created a song called "Glory," which is really about the people that were a part of the movement in the in the civil rights movement and and March in Selma to Montgomery, but it also is about today. It's about what we see going on today and how these movements relate, like how history has brought us to here, but we have a long way to go and the fight is still there and it takes all of us to win the fight and it's not just a black issue.
1: Hey there, you awesome gamers. Are you looking for super cool and incredibly engaging mobile games to play? Well, if you are, then check out Genius Empire, the gaming studio that everyone is buzzing about, at GeniusEmpireCorp.com.
4: He was coming into his maturation As uh, the leader of the Southern Christians Leadership Conference, he had won the Nobel Prize. He had had campaigns that were both successful and unsuccessful. He had learned a lot, as had the movement. So you are literally going into the phase whereby they were no longer green to what was going on. And you see that in how successful the campaign was. Uh, The summer campaign went, went from January of 1965 to March of 1965 and by the August of that year the law had changed and I think that that's what makes this a compelling time to look at because it was turbulent, people died, there was conflict, Uh, he, he bashed heads with Lyndon Johnson and yet there was success at the end. It's sort of perfectly framed for a movie. Our job was to take what you know and have seen uh, from the newsreels and to go beneath it, build on top of it and around it so that it gives it context. You know, if you watch uh, footage of the uh, Bloody Sunday, the Edmund Pettus Bridge attack on the the, uh, protesters, it's all from far away because there's tear gas and once the gas is there, you can see horses rushing in, you can hear screams, but you can't really see what's going on behind that that terrible cloud. Well what we do is we take you inside the cloud and that's what we do with the campaign generally. We take you inside of what actually happened. One of the things I insisted upon is not using prosthetics. I was very keen for us to not get obsessed with looking exactly like him. I put on quite a bit of weight and did everything I could to, you know, get as close as I could to what he looked like but I'm a, I'm a true believer in the fact that um, in cinema, in theater. What you're speaking to as an actor is the other person's spirit. You're speaking into people's souls. And if I can find this man's spirit, if I can find his soul, if I can be truthful with the emotion, that's what's gonna hit you as the audience. And all the other stuff kind of fades away because it's the essence of the human being ultimately, that we engage with day to day anyway, and I think that it was his essence that motivated and moved people and inspired people to elicit change. Brilliant writing. Um, Ava rewrote the speeches. We couldn't use Dr. King's actual speeches, and so um, she wrote them in the style of Dr. King. I became a student of how he sounded, his rhythms, how he uh, uh, sped up at points, slowed down at, at points, made sure he repeated things three times so that they absolutely hit home. And um, and so you do you do all of that all of that work and. Um, but also the words I believe in what he had to say and I think if you're able to say them with conviction that's what comes across as well. I had experienced uh, Ava as a director for the first time when we did Middle of Nowhere together. I just fell in love with her as a director and as a person really. She's an incredible human being and um, there was a I don't know, there was just a, a, a meeting of minds between director and actor that uh, I've rarely had with other directors, and so I very selfishly, to be perfectly honest, uh, when we were director on this, campaigned quite hard for it to be her because I really knew that she would be the one to be able to lead me to where I eventually think I got. I learnt more about self-sacrifice and how potent a force that is, you know, this man, put himself on the line, as did all of these people. That's what I love about the film. It wasn't just about Dr. King, it was about the movement as well. And they were very young. And, um, you know, when you think about being young, this, these days, it's sort of more synonymous with selfishness. You know, they were selfless. They really, really cared less about themselves than they did for them, about the greater good of humanity. And that was something I, I came to admire even more having done this and, and try to now incorporate into my life even more. Incredible, really, because when you're making movies, a lot of the time what you're spending a lot of energy doing is blocking out the movie-making process, trying to ignore the camera, trying to ignore the crew, trying to ignore the lights. But, you know, when you're shooting on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, where these events actually happened with some of the people who actually were on the march, which was the case, it, it goes from doing to being. You're no longer acting; you are reacting, and I think that that is acting in its purest form. And so, it was both a gift and also um, just uh, disquieting because you you just think, "Wow, I, I, once they call cut, I get to walk away. These people couldn't walk away. Their lives were in genuine danger. Could I have done this? You know, it made me question that a lot." That was one of the pleasures of doing this. Obviously a great actor who I've, you know, seen give several great performances and to go toe-to-toe uh, with him, not just as actors, but these characters—you know, Johnson and King—I mean, the, you know—that the, that in and of itself felt quite Titanic. And so, um, you know, it, it it also really helped me those scenes because part of my job was to juxtapose the 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 side of King that had a political mind and the side of King that was just a human being. And the human side only works if the political side works. That's how you see the full gamut. And so, I was really really glad to be doing those scenes with. There with
1: Tom. Hello there! Are you looking for a highly creative and efficient team to help you bring your 2D and 3D animation ideas to life? Or how about a team of out-of-the-box thinkers to illustrate captivating posters and logos that will give your business that competitive edge? If you are, then check out the uber-amazing Bonga Studios at b-o-n-g-a dot, dot com.
5: First of all, I don't think there have been any stories in feature films that really told the story of Dr. King. And the fact that this is a concentrated amount of energy and time focused on that three-month period when Dr. King and all of his band of brothers and sisters were also trying to get the right to vote in Selma. It makes the story far more effective and powerful, I think, than if we tried to tell a big, broad biopic of Dr. King's life. I mean, you'd need a miniseries in order to do that. So I think the fact that it's focused on one particular incident of trying to claim and intentionally uh, get people the power and right to vote makes it, makes it a really effective um, artistic endeavor for, for the film. I, I grew up around all of this. I was not in the civil rights movement because by the time Dr. King was marching, I was, when he did the big march on Washington, I was not only nine years old. But I understand it and understand that I am a product of it and that everything that I've been able to claim for myself as a woman, as a black woman, as a human being, all of the rights that I now uh, you know, really take for granted were a result of that movement. So to be able to be involved in a project that really allowed me to to to, to flourish as a human being, mm, I, I really don't think it gets better than that. You know, David Oyelowo, when David Oyelowo and I were filming The Butler, I was walking out of the makeup trailer one day and he handed me a DVD he said take a look at this this is a little film that I just did with this wonderful director named Ava DuVernay so I watched the film and immediately googled Ava DuVernay after I finished watching the film and saw that she did that film for you know two nickels and a prayer and I just saw saw a photograph of her you know on the Google site and I knew that we were going to be friends there was something about her countenance, the way, just in a photograph, she carried herself. And I'm a person. I met thousands and thousands of people, and used to interview hundreds of people a day. And very rarely have I ever come across somebody and just said, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be friends with that person." And so I called her up and I said to her, "When I called her up, I'm gonna, we're, we're gonna end up being friends." I don't know if we're going to work together, if we're just going to be friends and hang out, but somehow our lives are going to be destined. And so I have great, not just great, I have enormous respect for who she is and what she's been able to do, not just with this film, but with her life. I mean, to be a publicist on another film and then say, you know, I could do that. I have my own stories. And then to leave the comfort of that life and lifestyle as a publicist and say I'm I'm going to I'm going to take all the money that I have and I'm going to invest it in my career not in my house not in my shoes not in my handbags but I'm going to invest it in my career and um, have the courage and the wherewithal to become a director when who 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 does that so I have enormous respect for that, for somebody taking a big gamble on themselves and believing in themselves to the point where they go, yeah, I, I know I can do that. And then I watched her on set. I've been on a lot of sets. Um, I haven't done a lot of, acted in a lot of movies, but I've been on a lot of sets watching other directors do it. I've never seen anybody handle a set like that. And I've been on a set with some of the greats, you know, some of the greatest directors of our time. I've never seen anybody handle a set the way she does. I've never seen anybody um, manage her people and have the sense of camaraderie and family with every single extra who came onto the set. Every single extra. People who, this is their first time ever being around, you know, a movie camera, felt like they were the star of that film. They felt special. They felt like they were were valued. They felt like they were seen and they were validated. So I, I, you know, I I can't say enough about Ava. The fact that she now, having gotten um, the Golden Globe nomination, becomes the first African-American woman makes it even better. But, you know, those are just awards and titles and, you know, acclaim. What really matters in life is the kind of human being you are the kind of person you are, and how you choose to lead your life. And so that's what I really have respect for about her. Ava sent me a a link to a story about the real Annie Lee Cooper. And in that story, the real Annie Lee Cooper watched the Oprah Winfrey show every day and had a tuna fish sandwich while she was watching the show. And Ava, she tricked me. Ava said, Ava said, don't you think Annie Lee Cooper, what do you think, she said, what do you think Annie Lee Cooper would think of the idea of Oprah Winfrey now playing her in this movie? I got, well, she'd probably like it. She said, and what do you think that would mean to her? Well, it would probably mean a lot. So I ended up doing it, not just because um, I thought Annie Lee Cooper would approve, but because Annie Lee Cooper represents my um, my my family. She represents my grandmother and my aunts and my great aunts and all the women who would have wanted to have the, the the courage to stand up for themselves and who you know tried and worked and were domestic workers and believed that there could be a better way or a better day. And just kept at it you know the fact that that was the fifth time that she had tried to vote just astounds me. It astounds me. It astounds me that the desire for equality as a human being would be so powerful that you would be willing to risk everything for it and um, so to be able to convey that in, in that small little piece of her just saying it's right this time and knowing that she had been humiliated time and time and time and time before but yet she was willing to get up and put on her best dress and her pin and her coat and her Sunday dress and to go down and try one more time. There are broad strokes of this movie that allow people to understand um, some of what happened in history. But the, the real um, gift that Ava has, and I think we see this in her previous films, is that she's able to create intimacy through the camera and those intimate moments become personalized for the viewer, so. I'm, I'm hoping that people will not only just uh, understand what the movement, what that particular time was about, but also understand the heart and um, depth of feeling that the people held for this moment in time, for such a time as this.
1: Are you in need of a high-quality yet very cost-effective printer? Rob Express has got you covered. We print business cards, posters, banners, yard signs, stickers, shopping bags, and so much more. Check us out at robbx.com. I
6: knew uh, some about him. I mean, he was infamous in my house. We were kind of he was a, he was a notorious racist, as, as you know, and and we as kids thought of him as such, you know, we were quite political in our house. So um, so then when you get to do something like this, it's kind of a pleasure. I I, I kind of went into it in a, in a quite a naive way. I was just like, yeah, you know, after I read the script, because It was a good, it's a good script. So then you go, okay, yeah, I'd love to have a crack at this guy. And then you go, actually do it. then you then, so then it's just, oh, Christ, better do some homework. And then, but the homework I found interesting because he's, he was like an actor himself. It's such a smart cookie and so horrible too. Um, But that was the language of the time. So there was plenty to play. I mean, he had done his done his work, and and I've done mine, so we got we're homeworked up, <laughs> and they just let us go at each other, and we just it was very it was a very simple all you're thinking about during those scenes. I mean, because they're such fun, they're juicy, is you're thinking about one should I be sitting down? Two, once I've said once she says cut next time, is that it? Do I have to go home? Because <laughs> I really liked playing him. It was such fun, and that's kind of it, really. The rest of it is fun. It's like watching Tom work, work his tricks, you know, and me working mine, and we, and we just kind of maneuvering around each other, it's kind of great. Well, I think this particular event is, is a perfect kind of uh, chunk to take. It's, it's brief. It, it's, a, it's over a, a, a manageable amount of time for as far as the film is concerned. Uh, the, the story of the film is cause it's, I mean, to tell his whole life, uh, he, you know, you're in miniseries land. So very, it's a, it's containable it's and then, and you can breathe, you know, so it's a very smart move politically. I mean, it's an iconic event. It's an iconic man. Um, and it's incredibly pertinent right now. It's, it's super relevant. Because she's not afraid to get her hands dirty, really. I mean, the thing, the thing that, that there are aspects, of, uh, uh, if, you know, that, certainly in the in the script, aspects of King that were not, you know, they're not they're not the sanitised version of him. Like you get a you get a feel for of a three dimensional man there, and I think that's a very um, that's a, a bold move. I didn't know that there were three. They uh, Three attempts on the bridge. It's the third time lucky. I, I didn't know. That they, um, that just to go through that and to stall it, to remove yourself from it, and then finally go through it, that is an extraordinary thing to me. I mean, uh, there's many things in, in that story that uh, are, are new to me, but that I, that just blew me away when I read
0: that.
7: Hi there. Maybe you're in the mood for a delicious cup of coffee or a soothing cup of relaxing and always flavorful fruit tea. How about some scrumptious crunchy granola? Or maybe some organic and all-natural candy for that sweet tooth. We've got all that and much more. Check out our amazing brands on Rob. And that's with two B's, fbc.com. Again, the website is robbfbc.com. I think what's interesting about this movie is it gives you an eye really close up into the details of how, how he how he engineered social change through kind of, um, you know, force of personality and and intellect and, uh, you know, commitment, unrelenting commitment to the cause. That is his, perhaps not quite unique contribution to history, but it's, 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 he's outstanding for that, I would have thought. Well, I mean, what you see is two worlds coming together and it's best expressed, I think, by the you know, that remark in one of the scenes where, where Johnson turns to and says, look, you're an activist and I'm a politician. You've got one big issue and I've got a hundred. You know, the Civil War, the, the Cold War, the Vietnam, you know, everything. So you just see those two, the odds of, you know, the, the, uh, and the fact that, that that King wasn't gonna be intimidated by that, that he wasn't, you know, he was not, he was gonna stand up to the to the president and then sort of say, this is going to happen. There is a compulsion, a moral compulsion that drives me to sort of get this done, regardless of what you think is important. What drew me to the script was the quality of the writing and the crystal clarity of each scene that I was involved in. That, you know, you knew exactly what was going on, you knew his relationship with George, Wall- vis-a-vis, for example, George Wallace. You know, and the uh, to others, the outcome of the movie is when Wallace kind of reveals himself as an out-and-out racist, and, you know, and Johnson says, you know, look, history's not going to be bracketing me with you. That's for sure true, which is obviously one of the sort of factors that pushes him towards passing this legislation later on in the story. Fantastic. I mean, there was no question that he's a big talent. And, uh, you know, he bring, added that sort of tremendous sort of intellect and passion for, for the story. You know, it was wonderful to act with. And it makes it very easy when somebody is, you know, it carries you along, that sort of, that sort of thing. That massive commitment, passion, enthusiasm, real sort of, you know, verve to get this done, you, you're you impressed by it. You think, okay, okay, I'll do it like that. It was the details that, that, you know, you were overall, everyone was aware of what he'd achieved, but not the details, not the sort of nuts and bolts of how particular things get done in that sort of context, in that sort of civil rights context, that popular movement, how you do it, how you manipulate it, how you keep it fueled. This has been a Rob Radio Network production. Check out our website at rrn.robbent.com. Thank you for listening.